0: My name is David Pierner and I am the host of Wrestling with Fiction and the author of Beyond the Southerly Weepers. Uh, first of all, a little bit about myself. I have been writing uh, for about eight years now. I write primarily novels, and for a short time, uh, research papers. Uh, you guys aren't interested in those. Um, I work with Northern California novelists. I am an active member, and every Tuesday night we get together to read two chapters from one of our eight novelists, and we listen to the chapters. It's usually anywhere from uh, eight to 13 pages, usually, uh, and we give critique on the spot, and we enjoy, and we love, and we celebrate, and improve uh, the work of our peers on the spot. Okay, on the spot. And most of us write, you know, some kind of genre fiction, right? There's people who are writing uh, paranormal romance, uh, uh, science fiction, steampunk, all kinds of things. It's good stuff. It's good stuff, guys. Uh, and, and I'm one of them. And I'm proud to be one of them. And and so there's one novel I'm working on with them. It's called Aberration. And it's about a, an alien possession. Okay, and I'll tell you guys more about that later, Uh, but the reason we're here is to talk about Beyond the Southerly Weepers. Uh, This novel was the first one that I ever wrote for Northern California novelists, and it's in bad condition. It's in bad condition. Uh, It's a fantastic story. I love the story. I'm excited to share it with you guys, and I'm excited to uh, show you guys how I think about polishing it up. And making it start to work uh, for a wider audience, for agents, and within the narrative itself. Um, but yeah, so I took a look at it, and you know, one of the biggest issues right now is consistency at the beginning. So when I joined Northern California Novelists about eight years ago, and I started writing Beyond the Sillily Weepers, uh, you know, I didn't know I was still finding the story, and so. You know, every couple chapters, it was like a brand new story. The only thing I knew for sure is that I had this cyborg who had this other AI mind looking over his shoulders at all time. And that these two uh, were a partnership, sometimes at odds and sometimes working together, that was working to achieve two different ends. Okay, the human part wanted to protect his family, and the cyborg part wanted to sniff out the evil goth uh, menace and wipe it off the face of the earth. okay? Uh, so, now you guys know a little bit about me. Um, well, the rest of this. So, I'm going to give you guys a brief introduction to Beyond the Southerly Weepers, and then I'll tell you guys how this podcast is going to work, uh, the format of the podcast moving forward. And then that's it for today. And the next time you guys see me, we'll be reading and critiquing. And, uh, and so hopefully you guys will be excited, just as excited as me. Okay, so beyond the Siddly Weepers, you guys know a little bit about it already. There's an amnesiac cyborg named Thompson. And there's an evil set of entities called the Goth. Now, why do people think of these things as evil? Uh, they're poisonous, or as these people would think, uh, they carry a curse. Okay, And it's not really that they're poisonous, it's that they carry a virus. Uh, but in the year 2040, so much, much further into the future, they don't know about viruses anymore. And so to these people, they carry a curse. And if you're bit by a cursed creature and you yourself become cursed, a couple things are going to happen. Number one, you're going to have a fever. Number two, you're going to die very quickly. And after you die, your body is going to start to transform. Bones are going to break and reset. Everything is going to kind of squish inwards towards your chest. Uh, the bridge of your brow is going to break and crumble and reform. It needs to be a little wider because goth have large, bulbous eyes. And when all this crumbling and breaking and snapping and resetting happens, you're going to give birth, in a way, to a new little vicious goth creature. Okay, And this thing is going to take your head for its own. So your head is going to become its head. So, your bodies are going to break, shift, and reset, and your head becomes its head. Remember that your eyes are going to be much larger, and in a second, it's going to make this uh, barking, staccato noise sort of thing, and it's going to hop off and out of your body in a very bloody, gory kind of way, and leave behind the bloody pulp uh, like a snake leaving behind a second skin. If... uh, If you're lucky, it's not going to do this near you. And if you're unlucky, it'll do it very near you or very near your friends and family, and it may attack them, and then there will be more goth in the world, right? Okay, so that's how this thing works. You can think of them like uh, like the running kind of zombies, zergling, hobbit creatures, okay? Uh, Now, what else do you have to know about the world? Uh, well, you have to know that the goth, whether the people of 2040, 2240 know it or not, is connected to the end of the world, uh, the end of our world, that is, okay? And not only that, but our amnesiac cyborg is also connected to the end of our world. So somebody manufactures the goth, and it's okay, spoiler alert, you know, but that's not what this, this podcast is not about. Uh, the story 100%. It's about the story like 80% and 20%. It's about thinking about the story critically and talking about craft and editing, right? So it's okay if I give you a spoiler alert is what I'm saying. And so spoiler alert, uh, someone manufactured the God and somebody manufactured Thompson with an AI and a military grade energy cannon in his arm embedded in his arm uh, as an answer to the god okay and they gave him this ai that calls itself the cold mind and the cold mind uh, assesses any situation statistically and critically and if a certain threshold is reached. Uh, The AI takes over Thompson's consciousness, the energy cannon is activated, you can think of it sort of like Goku's Kamehameha, and it vaporizes anything in sight. Well, why is this a problem? So I won't give away too much more, uh, but Thompson works with a band of people that patrol something called the I-5 Trades in California, it's a place where... uh, The civilizations living in southern california and the civilizations living in northern california uh, can travel this road and send goods back and forth to each other okay Uh, through the wastes and uh, thompson is part of a group that protects the i-5 trades okay and they run into a swarm of god and remember the cold mind thompson has no idea it's there the cold mind is always analyzing always analyzing and a threshold is hit and the cold mind takes over and so thompson is amongst friends and allies and comrades and kin and maybe a few people he doesn't care for that much and the cold mind takes over uh, to neutralize the goth threat blast them out of existence right Uh, one by one and the cold mind doesn't care who or what gets in the way the cold mind's just going So the very beginning of the novel, Thompson, whether he knows it or not, is going to be the author of one of the biggest tragedies he's ever known. Maybe the biggest tragedy he's conscious of at the moment, right? And so I won't give away everything, but this is where the novel starts off, and then there are maybe one or two more important surprises uh, in the pages after that. Okay, so I won't give away everything, but this is where we start. We have this amnesiac cyborg and this threat called the Goth and the weapon system inside Thompson that is run by something called the Cold Mind. Thompson's not aware of this thing's existence. Okay, so that's a little taste of Beyond the Southerly Weepers, and we'll get to that in the next episode. Now, what is wrestling with fiction going to look like? It's going to look like this. So we're going to, I'll give you a little introduction. I'll tell you the things that we're going to be looking at for this episode. Then we'll do our reading. So we'll read the excerpt and I'll try and and make it as magical an experience as I can for you. I'll try and bring it to life. Uh, And then immediately after that, we'll talk critique. Okay, so I'll give you guys a little bit of break and then we'll talk critique. Uh, I'll point out the things that I always have trouble with, uh, the issues that I run into consistently, and I'll talk about the strategies that I'll use to overcome them in the editing process, and I'll tell you a little bit about craft, some of the things that I'm hoping people will notice and some of the things that I think will be important moving forward, okay? Uh, And so, so, you know, if we're lucky, what's going to happen is I'm going to entertain you with a story that's very close to my heart. Uh, that I love very much and that I'm excited to share with people. Uh, And if we're lucky, we're going to inspire some sleeper, some latent writers. We'll call them latent writers out there uh, who are worried about whether they're good enough or not. And after hanging with me, (laughs) I'm sure they will realize that, hey, if this guy can do it, uh, why not me too? right? And so, yeah, uh, 100%, I think you guys can do it. Uh, 100, and I'm hoping that this uh, look beneath the hood, as it well, uh, as it is, will inspire you to jump in and give it a shot. Be excited about your story the way that I'm excited about my story. Uh, you have permission, guys. Be you know, be excited. Be excited and be proud of your own ideas and your own work. Uh, and then also take some of the scariness out of the editing process. So when you look at the strategies that I'm going to use uh, for editing. The excerpts that I bring to you guys, well, maybe these are strategies you can use for yourself. Okay, so those are the three goals. We're going to do a reading, a critique, and we're going to raise each other up. Okay, so uh, that's it for today. Once again, my name is David Pierner. I am your host, the host of Wrestling With Fiction and the author of Beyond the Southerly Weepers. And I will see you guys again next week.